Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 295. Linz is with me celebrating the holidays on this nice uh, Christmas day. Yes. Little do people know, though, we do pre-record yes. this, so could have recorded this any time between our last episode <laughs> and this one, which was technically two weeks it, ago. It was, because we both got sick. Yep. Uh, we we sick get into day. that a little bit to explain that absence and the reason why the one that we posted was posted. But we got into a lot of different things. Uh, tried to stick with the theme. Didn't really happen. Nope. I reviewed uh, Kloss, um, Crisis in X- Xmasville. Yeah. As well as the DC Holiday 2017 uh, book, which was huge. So you see the themes Tony was trying to go with. Yeah. And then I reviewed Grave Trancers number one from Black Mask Studios. Not a Christmas book at all. Halloween, maybe. Now, granted, you had that pre-planned for the week before. And I could not and not then, review it. Uh, you could have maybe waited another <laughs> week, but understandable why you did. Um, we also talked into some things going on over at Marvel and people kind of leaving books and not cool things behind the scenes. Yep. Uh, we got into what's coming out for Free Comic Book Day a little bit and the Disney uh, takeover of... Which we called. We knew that Fox, was going to happen. Yeah. We knew it was going to happen right away when they first announced it. Mm, and I'm like, yeah. oh, now they're just like going to sit back. But they they wanted that merger to happen. Yeah. So uh, with that. Um, Merry Christmas. Grab some eggnog. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and enjoy Drunk on Comics podcast episode 295. Intro plan number B. think you have anything it's cirrhosis of the liver possibly <laughs> quite possibly um but it's officially been came near three weeks yeah since i've drank and that's true your liver is recovering it's probably a nice shade super, of superman liver it's a nice shade of pink ish gray now instead of just full-on gray well, I think that's probably why I was actually sick last week because mm. it was it was regenerating. Yes. I mean it's the doctor. Yes. That's how livers like, work. <laughs> you have the doctor who of livers. Well no, like livers regenerate. It's ah, the one right. part in your body that can do that. So Right. Thank fucking God. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> we abused the shit out of that organ, and you were sick as well. I was too. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm glad we didn't record because everyone would have had a list to be talk like this the whole time. I know. And I, my voice is super annoying to begin with. So that on top of it. Well, and we we rarely. I think in the. I don't even know how fucking long I've been doing this show. Six years, maybe. It's five. Our five year. Are like I've been here the yep. whole time. Our five year. Was anniversary was this year. Yeah, in the summer. Yeah, well, five and at, and a half. at WedCon. Oh, yeah. yeah. WedCon was the also the five-year anniversary yeah. of okay. Comics. Yeah, that's awesome. I f- totally forgot about that. And I forgot about <laughs> WedCon. And that's why so I, I am the fangirl, and you're just the guy who's been doing the podcast the whole time. 
So 66 months, as people with babies would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, like, I could easily quick do that math. Yeah, that was impressive. So, uh, yeah, so normally we, we, in the few other times, like I said, that it's only a handful that we honestly haven't put out something, regardless of whether we record a full episode or not, we at least have interviews we put out, right. or we have something else stupid that we put out, um, some B-list stuff. I thought you were going to put some B-list stuff up that you still have on the hand recorder. Yeah, I'm just... But then you were sick as well, so yeah. we went the lazy route and posted a past episode. Yes. But we also did Wins's favorites. We also didn't, though, renumber it to a new number, no. like some other people would, to pad their... <laughs> Their posts. I thought about it like for an ins like, but I had I had written notes for last week's podcast that we had to cancel, and I numbered it two ninety five. So I was like, I'm not numbering this two ninety five because now I have to erase it and put two ninety six in my book. I am. I think I do want to, but it, it'd be hard to have like a track over a track of talking. Yeah. But I do want at our three hundredth episode. Oh shit, that's coming up soon. So maybe not because I don't have enough time planning it. But right. Like, do something, like, while listening to the old one, talking. But if we were talking then, maybe a critique. Yeah. And so it wouldn't be replaying of it. But... Well, we could, if we, so, this involves planning, so we're probably never going to do this. <laughs> yeah. um, but we could listen to an old couple old podcasts ahead of time. I know which ones I like that are my favorite. Having listened to it for a very long time before I joined it, the way I do. Way I just shove myself into things, um, <laughs> but uh, let's do it ahead of time, and then we can just cut little snips. We can just play it, and then you know, then come in afterwards and talk about it. I don't know. Yeah, but we're, again, we, we're we, never we, gonna do this, yeah. so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> oh shit! You know, also, Merry Christmas. Oh yes, actually, or if you're listening to this afterwards, uh, hope Merry you had a Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, this Christmas. That's all you gonna I got. keep going? Nope. I gave you this podcast. <laughs> the very next day, you threw it away. <laughs> Sad. Next week, Michael Bublé is gonna crawl back into his hole for another eleven oh. months. <laughs> Does he even come out of his hole, or is it just the plane of the song ever, he taped three years ago? I don't know ago. if he's still alive half the time. I probably. But not. you hear him on the fucking radio all the yeah. time. Yeah. Mariah That's Carey. Yeah. Wham. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Run DMC, Christmas in Compton. Yeah. So with the Christmas theme, we're trying to make a Christmas theme. <laughs> well, Tony is. He's dressed as a Yeti, which I don't know what that has to do with fucking Christmas. <laughs> because Yetis are snow-based. <laughs> to like... me, he looks like a fucked up Care Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you a bunch of signs to put on your belly so the next time you go out, you can be like, Care Bears! <laughs> <laughs> and I would totally do that. I'm getting more and more uh, just doing crazy shit for adrenaline because without drinking, it's been... Yes. My brain needs to be rewired in yes. some way. Figure something out. <laughs> um, But uh, I have technically two books. And one book that I'm also going to review takes up like five books. Okay. Um... Just with how long it was, is eighty eight pages. No, okay. I'm gonna do the brief one only because I read it. I saved it for this this episode, and it's 
it's hard for me to say bad things about this series because it's so fucking awesome. Okay. But Kloss mm. in, yes, in Xmasville, um, it, you have to have read the series. Which came out two years ago because they did a Christmas single shot last Christmas, mm-hmm. too. And with that, you, um, you, you get to know who this character is and everything. But me even reading it, I felt lost. And that was why all of a sudden I'm like, I don't want to do a full review because it, I I don't want to, well, mainly because I want to hide the fact that there was some negativity towards it. Right. Yeah. Well, in the original, so basically moral of this story, definitely read the original series because that For was sure. fucking amazing. And you will definitely get some more in this. And even with the last year's one shot, it, it gave... It had other things as if he's been adventuring for forever. Right. So this one as well. However, I almost feel like I seriously did miss a series. Mm. And if I if I did, then that sucks. But it really... They started talking about shit that I had no clue as to what this was. And if it's just the writing style of how the, the comic book series has, has gone, then... Well, kudos to them for making it seem like you missed something when really you didn't. Uh, Art was amazing. Again, having, you know, I mean, he's Russian-ish. Would you say Klaus? I mean, I just say Klaus. Yeah, Klaus is German. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. But C, or K-L-A-U-S. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just. Yeah, that's definitely German. Yeah, but if you pronounce it Russian, it could be Klaus. I don't know. I I find, um, well, go to Santa Claus, so it's going to be Klaus. All right. Um, Santa Claus. Klaus. This is written by Grant Morrison, FYI, everybody. Uh, So this could also be the reason why Tony is lost, because Grant Morrison does whatever the fuck he wants in every single comic book he writes. So maybe nothing came out in between the two, and just just Grant Morrison being Grant Morrison. (laughs) I don't feel like Boom would all of a sudden do something like... Well, then again, though, you're like, we got Grant Morrison doing stuff. Yeah, and Grant Morrison's like, I can do whatever I want because I'm a Grant Morrison. So yeah, so um, really didn't touch on any plot points there. I will just say go read it. I do love, though, that they are continuing this character. I wish, and this also felt, it said the end, but it felt like there needed to be more. So I'm also kind of like, was this... I feel like you also said that at the last... Because you read the last Christmas time one, and I, I feel like it also said the end at the end of it. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe this is just going to be what they do every year now? Well, yeah. and that, So I look forward to them doing these, but it, it just... it. I feel like they should come out at least quarterly if they're going to do something like this, or at least do a summertime tale. Right. And so that it could be fresh in people's mm-hmm. minds, fill in the rest, because if this is all they're going to have of the books is the original series, which that, by the way, is a full, complete right. book. Um, last year, the one shot, um, uh, Witch of Winter, I think it was called. Yes, um, the Witch of Winter. It, you know that that yeah, it just ended, and it they talked about other adventures. 
But then again, too, I felt, though, and this is probably the problem, though, because he was referring to some of those adventures and about aliens and shit um, in the moon. I believe in that one, but it's been a year since I read it, because that's what they were talking a lot in this one. Mm. And the biggest reason why I was confused on if I missed the whole series is because he was fighting his evil doppelganger. Oh. Like, where the fuck did that guy come from? Doppelclaws. Yeah. So... <laughs> There's a lot of, I guess I did talk about some things in the book, and some other fun adventure friends. It's a good read if you like to have to see adventure uh, an adventure with him. Just don't try to tie it into anything else, and just know that you're going to be a bit confused. But as you said, if you're picking up something by Grant Morrison, just assume that's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And I and I checked, and there was not another series that came out, so there's no filler. Okay, well, I'm so glad that <laughs> I really didn't miss, like, a whole other seven issues somewhere. So that's a quick one. I'll save my longer one for after you. Yeah, so I've been waiting to review this book since last week because this... So I, I read another Black Mask book because I love all the books that come out of Black Mask. Um, but this one was crazy. This one, I... it. Oh, it's been so long since I've read a book and I looked at an image in a comic book and I went, what the fuck? And that's what this book made me do. So basically, Grave Trancers, it starts off talking about how uh, the Vikings, when they used to burn bodies on the pyres, would have visions, right, of like the afterlife and the future and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then it moved on to talk about how when Ted Bundy was executed... Um, there was poor ventilation in the execution chamber and like there was a terrible smell that like leaked into the area where you stand and watch the execution. And for like weeks after that, the witnesses had terrible nightmares, which I Googled and I could not find whether that was true or not. So <laughs> I think they just made that up for the comic book or it's true. And somebody who writes this comic book, um, has some inside information that I could not find on Google. Um, so basically what they're building to is that inhaling burnt flesh of the dead is like a drug. It gives you visions. So that's kind of like the very start of this book. Like, there's a guy, he's totally freebasing some dead flesh, basically. That's <laughs> gross. It's pretty gross. It's not the grossest part of this book, though, might oh. I add. <laughs> um... So then it, after that, it cuts to this brother and sister who are going to uh, visit their dad's grave. And there's very clearly, like, some issues. Like, their dad left them when they were young, and the sister remembers it, and the brother doesn't. She was an alcoholic, and he's just a normal kid. And anyway, they, they, they go to this graveyard, which is owned by this family who lives there. I didn't know there were graveyards that still existed. Well, it's a comic book, so it's not a real graveyard. But... They so they like live you mean like on like a cemetery. Yeah, a graveyard. They live on the property though, like in an old oh, creepy like psycho type house. Gotcha. Ooh, yeah. Like, and there's a gate you have to buzz to like get into the graveyard. They have to let you in, like it's a private graveyard or something. I don't, I don't know. Well, is this like is it set in like old timeyville? No, no, because I these mean, people I think there's still some like that. These people were set in old timeyville, but it was in current. Like the graveyard owners were clearly. In the past, I'm, still. I mean, I I think that 
ghosts are real, but I think ghosts are friendly and won't do anything to you really. But then again, I don't want to be fucking near a, a, a cemetery graveyard when there are a lot of dead things outside. Even if I didn't believe in right in in the supernatural, no. It's just creepy. No, and these people who own this graveyard are super creepy too. Oh well, then I guess if, what are you what are you talking super, about then? They're like, super creepy. They're like no wonder they want to live there. Super creepy. So anyway, the this brother and sister roll up, and the lady of the house. Who, so this isn't a Halloween book. It, it's not a Halloween. Maybe it's a holiday book. I didn't say which one. <laughs> um, and she's like she's super old, but she's wearing like corset and stuff. She's very much stuck in the in the olden times, but she she pulls the brother and sister into the house, and that's when you meet Godfrey, who is the most disturbing character I've read in a long time. And you know that he's creepy because he does this stance all the time in every single like scene you see him in. And it the stance, no matter what you're reading or watching, you know that they're creepy, and it's when they lean against like the door frame and they kind of do like that lean forward. And that's just how they're standing, oh, yeah. holding on to the door frame, just leaning like that. And that's what he does in every single every single panel you see him in, except for the one I showed you okay. <laughs> earlier. But he's definitely a creepy leaner. Um, so you, this whole... This <laughs> I'm trying to, like, I'm starting to think, like, that image is almost like a 90s sitcom. Yeah. Like, the one, the one cool person coming up, like... Or like Zach sitting yeah. backwards in his chair or something like it's like it's his move. It's totally his super creepy move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, this whole this whole thing, the the brother and sister coming into the house, meeting this creepy fucking family, is setting up because this book is mostly going to be about this family. Um, but the most disturbing part of this book, and the thing I just cannot. Like, the whole day after reading it, I was just like, what the fuck? I could not get this image out of my head. The sister goes to use their bathroom, and when she opens the door, Godfrey is standing there, leaning on the door frame, as he do. And she leaves, and he walks up to the toilet, and he hugs it. And he goes, mmm, still warm. And then he licks it. And then he licks the toilet. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. In a comic book. It's terrible. And I've seen, I've read a lot of gross comic books. <laughs> I just can't. I couldn't get over it. I still can't get over it. I can't even, like, I don't even know what to do about it. Just have to process through it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can tell, even more creepy of a family than originally described. Um, not to mention the other son in this family. His name is Shovel. Like, he's, that's what they call him, is Shovel. And he's the one that digs the graves, I guess. And they call him Shovel. And he wears a handkerchief over his face so and they don't explain why you just assume there's something fucked up going on under there based on what you've known about this family so far you don't know though <clears throat> come to find out he's michael jackson <laughs> well the, the while the sister's in the bathroom and the son's waiting or the brother's waiting sh the mom's talking to shovel and telling him to go get done what she asked him to do and then he comes back and takes the brother and sister to their dad's grave. And the sister gets really pissed off because the gravestone says, like, beloved husband and caring father. And she disagrees with that. 
sentiment because he left them when they were children. Um, so she like kicks the shit out of the gravestone and all the plaster cracks off and it has somebody else's name underneath. Ooh. And that's when Shovel hits them both in the head after she calls 911 and drops her phone. Does he hit him in the head with a shovel? With a shovel! Shovel hits him with a shovel! <laughs> <laughs> and when they wake up, they're in like this laboratory or something and they're tied up and this... Well, wait, 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 wait. I want to know your thoughts. Is it a laboratory or something? <laughs> it's it, it's because like it, if it looks like a laboratory, it's probably like evil mad scientist laboratory. It's an evil mad like it could be a meth lab. Okay, okay. Sort of so laboratory. I guess you could say or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, there's kind of some distinction sometimes. Like it was like a dungeon or something. Like no, it's either a dungeon or it's. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, you know, there's beakers, but there's also candles. So like. You can go either way. Um, and he's and they wake up and there's this new person uh, injecting them with something. Um, it turns out to be like uh, flesh, dead flesh mixed with some chemicals and it gives them really crazy drug trips. At least the brother, because the sister was an alcoholic and also has track marks on her arm, you find out. So she's done heavy drugs, so it doesn't have an effect on her. Um <laughs> so uh, the sister wakes up and freaks out and the dude who's there I you don't know I don't know his name he's just a new character part of this family obviously um, grabs her and like there's this gross bloated dead decaying body on a table and like he drowns her basically in the dead person like he shoves her face into this bloated corpse's stomach and like she dies from lack of air <laughs> it's disturbing i don't like this book it's fucked up it's so fucked up i love it um <laughs> the, the, but the brother gets away while he's doing this to the sister um and it ends with this man uh saying well he probably fell into the pit and then he goes and stands on the edge of this pit and he's like he's yours now children have, uh, make sure you play with him. So I, I, I don't know what's down there in the pit, but judging from this family, it's not going to be better if they're keeping these things in a pit and they're up there and they're fucked up. These things in the pit are going to be even more fucked up. So anyway, it was awesome and gross and I loved it. So uh, this is written by... M.L. Miller. His name is actually Mark Miller, but I think he goes by M.L. to not be confused with Mark <laughs> Millar. Millar. Yeah. Um, and the artist was James Michael Wynott. His name is, last name is Wynott. That's pretty easy to pronounce. Could you imagine being that guy, though, when a girl's like, you're asking a girl out, and you're like, why not? <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> do that, something stupid like that. Yes, you would. Yep. So, all right. There you go. That's my fucked up book that I read. All right. Um, I have DC uh, Holiday Special, 2017. And there were 11 different stories in here. 11? Yes. Bloody hell. I was counting which, which ones are 11, but then I guess there's the overall one, which is the 11th. I was hoping that'd be a 12th and... I was thinking, why stop at 11? Like, 12 nights of Christmas? Like, oh, they 12 months did... in a year. Yeah, yeah they could have 
But no, they went with 11, which was weird. Well, it is my favorite number. But so. there's like, uh, to list the people, Batman, Black Canary and Green Arrow, uh, Sergeant Rock. Um, you know who that is? <clears throat> I'd, I'd no, because the minute you said that, I was like, there was a G.I. Joe character in this? And I know no. it's not a G.I. Joe character. It's uh, but... one of their um, military um, books. That, okay. Um... And then there was Superman, Constantine, uh, there was the Titans. What's a, okay, so it said Atomic Knights, but he had the symbol of, um. The Atom? Uh, yes. That's what, how did you know? Oh, because it was Because you said Atomic, yeah. And the, the symbol of the Atom is the Atom. <laughs> is it, what it? That's not his name, though. The Adam? Yeah. That is... I mean, that's not his real name. I don't know shit. His <laughs> probably real name is Adam. It's Adam. like Ray something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We also had uh, Swamp Thing. Oh. And we had uh, Wade, Wade uh, Wilson, or Slade Wilson, I mean. <laughs> it's like Deadpool was in this? He just gets around, doesn't he? Yes. Wherever the fuck he wants to go. Well, it was called a Christmas or a Wilson Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read Deadpool in here." <laughs> oh wait. Which was actually one of the good ones. Um, and then there was like a Wonder Woman Batman story, and like, um, oh, did I say T Titans? I don't know. So you there's there's stick. other people that oh Flash as well. So you have a whole list of all these different stories which revolved around hope or faith, just like you know goodness in the world mm. and. And it starts off with uh, Constantine in the bar and kind of saying how Superman kind of sucks and whatever. And the bartender's really like, he loves Superman. He's like, don't say those things. I'm going to kick you out. If was he in Metropolis? It didn't say what He's bar. He's probably in Metropolis. Well, he probably was because yeah. then who's sitting there but mild-mannered Clark Kent. Oh, yeah. And, and even then. Superman like, doesn't go to a bar. Shenanigans. And, and then even Clark was saying about, but then there's just always someone else that that comes around. So it was even like as if Superman had given up kind of hope or whatever. So then you had the bartender tell him some stories. So the bartender was telling uh, um, some stories to Clark. And then the first one was like, I'm only going to briefly talk about a couple of these because some of them were a little weird and I didn't really enjoy. Well, and there's 11 of them. Yeah, well, that's why I said I could take all time. <laughs> I really love the Black Canary and Green Arrow one, um, primarily because uh, they were going to go to an orphanage um, dressed as Santa and, and Mrs. Claus, Aww. but then they had a fight, and then they lost their costumes, uh, but then the orphans came and saw them fighting, or that they're out front, and they just came out and were super happy to see Black Canary and, and Green Arrow well, or. Yeah. More her, uh, anyways. And she wears a bathing suit and fishnet stockings, so yeah. <laughs> well, the little girl's looking up to her oh, is more okay. of what it is. Because right. someone at uh, one of the little kids goes, all right, uh, I'm Black Canary and, and you're su Superman. And then the girl's, no fair, Black Canary can beat up Superman any day. And I thought that was just kind of like, aw. That's super um, cute. So that they were really happy with that. Um, the Flash one was... was actually pretty cool and i just I, I just wrote down the rainbow Ra uh, raider like was the bad guy and i'm like 
DC man, you're killing me. You do have some good rogues. Rainbow Raider? Yeah. The Flash villains are the worst villains, though. Very much they so. They really are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they are. There's a couple, well, except for a Reverse Flash, who's fucking evil, awesome. Right. Well, yes, but his name is terrible. <laughs> yes, that's true, too. Um, the one that surprised me the most was Sergeant Rock, though. That one, uh, it's, so, I don't even know what the series is like. I've heard the name before, and I've right. seen some of the books, and they all look like they were army books. Yeah. Um, I have a weird mishmash of what Sergeant Rock is in my head. I have, like, a rock singer, also, like, a man made out of rocks, like the thing, <laughs> and then G.I. Joe. So that's what's going on in my head right now. <laughs> so with with that being said... um. I, I immediately was kind of like turned off and I was like, I'm going to skip this one because I don't really like war stories. They don't take me out of the real world. Anytime I see movies, um, I tend to not like they're enjoyable and I'll see them. But I'm like, I already know how it's going to end. It's history, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. Um, and this obviously being World War Two type stories, but it surprised me and it was actually pretty fucking awesome. And it's one of them that I really want to kind of touch on was he was telling these other platoons about hope and and, and staying and living. And it was um, about this other soldier who came up across um, a Nazi and all of a sudden he had a gun to, to stave the Nazi away. Or he got shot. This uh, American soldier got shot. But then was kind of keeping this Nazi there with them, him putting out hope that 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 someone would arrive. Just wait, you know, just wait with me. Don't walk away. Telling the Nazi, like, I'm going to kill you if you walk away. But if you have hope and stay here, um, you know, I, I will live and then you will live. But he wasn't going to let this uh, guy get away. And in the Nazi, then there's like, and it goes to different nights, then like the first night, and then the second night, and third night, to where like one of the nights you see him try to struggle to get the gun from uh, the the army, the American army person. And you're like, okay, this is going to turn dark quickly, but then it's just, it was a standoff. And mm-hmm. you saw this Nazi saying, they're never going to come. He kept losing hope. And this American was like, we're going to have hope. And that's when like he is again saying, well, what's going to, stop me from walking away and because you do that i'm gonna put a bullet in your back this guy's bleeding out mind you as well so right how's a very uplifting christmas story well (laughs) it's uplifting in the way of yeah it when i think about it now it's a well it's a a dark uh, hope because um to kind of give this story a way to explain all what i'm talking about now is the um the nazi then said you know what screw it you know i'm gonna walk away and when he's walking away he went to like a tree up ahead that had like his gun and pulled it on the american soldier and they both shot each other and then it showed like a couple hours later um the the u.s army sergeant rock coming up to this uh person and he was still alive like he thought he was dead was still alive and like did did we get him and like kind of died in mid sentence? But mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, yeah, we got him. Had that Nazi not given up hope, had the Nazi just stayed there with the other tree Both facing him. Both of them him, would still be alive. Yep. Fucking Nazis. 
Yes, very much so. <laughs> and it was like I said, and it was it was also interesting when the the person was talking about the American was talking about his rabbi father, and then that was also when the Nazi was kind of like, wait, you're a you know oh. You're the J word. Yeah, and and I was like, wow, I didn't see that turn coming in this story as well. It was really, really fucking good. Yeah. And it was only a couple pages. It made me... Actually, that one was a handful more than it was. But this book was 88 pages long, so that's why I could talk about this ad nauseum. Um, Yeah, so one thing in the Swamp Thing one was Mistletoe, which he... I'm not going to even give it away, but he turned into something else uh, at the end, and it was on a spaceship, which was, was it weird. Was a penis? Yes. It was a giant <laughs> green penis. That's what every every person wants. I, I mean, when you say that out loud, my first thought was, well, yes, of course. <laughs> um, I showed you the last yes. uh, last page, mm-hmm. and it was really funny because it... it I've turned into a big fan of of John Kent, uh, Clark's kid. Yes. And him messing around with Constantine, because kind of as Constantine was down in his dumps, Clark afterwards came out to chat with him about hope and celebrate Christmas with him. And maybe we can give that away, like half of these stories. Um, All in all, it was a really long read. Yeah. And a pretty awesome read. Thank God this came out two weeks ago, so I had... <laughs> Ample time. Yes, to yes. read it. And I'm surprised there... I didn't see... What was the price point on that bad boy? Do you remember? Five ninety nine. Oh, that's not... That's fucking good. Yeah. Um, you made me forget what I was going to say. Sorry. Interrupt us. I can only think of one thing mess. at a time. Um, you were surprised by something. Oh, yeah, that there wasn't a lot more Christmas books out in the last oh, two weeks. yeah. I did not see, I looked for a Marvel one, did not see any Marvel annual Christmas one. Mm-mm. Sometimes even the individual books may have a Christmas theme. Right. A lot of the independent publishers will also do, I mean, okay, we had the Kloss one, but right. that was it. Um, not a whole lot. Yeah, which was what I wanted to have this whole... When we talked about this a month ago that we were going to do. Right. So Instead, I talked about people licking toilets. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined the Christmas spirit. <laughs> my bad. That's my Christmas. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of uh, Jonathan Kent, I'm hearing that in upcoming Superman book, we are going to finally get to meet Boy Zaro. <laughs> I really love that character name just so much. Every time I hear it, it makes me make that noise. <laughs> I I love Bizarro. He yeah. Is, he is the best. Well, even Superman's villains are top notch. I just, and I've said it before, so I'm just repeating myself again, just am not a big fan of Superman. Although... I will say going back, uh, Batman number thirty last week's number thirty six, and then oh, two weeks ago, and then thirty seven that just came out this week. God, Superman's awesome when he's teamed up with Batman. Yeah, that's because but, Batman's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, and then his awesomeness kind of rubs off yeah. on, on him. Yeah, but it, the solo series, I'm I'm not a huge fan of, but I want to know more about Bizarro. Yes, because Bizarro is 
always been one of my favorite DC characters. Right. He's very often labeled it as a villain, and he's not. I don't think he's a villain. He's just bizarro, right? He just does what... He's just bizarro. You can't fault him for anything that he does. He doesn't know better. It'd be really interesting to see what this little boy is capable of. Yep. <laughs> if you intervene with Boy Zaro at an early age, can you keep them from talking like Bizarro? Yeah. <laughs> Nature versus nurture. and Right. And, well, I think... Because, like I said, I don't read Superman anymore. I think the current world's Bizarro is cloned, made by Lex Luthor. Mm. If that's the same... Because I know he was at one point in the recent past. I think he is now um, used DNA that, that Lex made, but and when Lex he didn't... it up. Well, no, he didn't fuck it up. They released him early because Lex needed him for one of the events or something. You know, Lex is kind of a, a good guy kind of right now, yeah. even though everyone thinks he's going to turn again bad. But he had to use him or had needed the help. I forget exactly how. And he came out too too quickly. Mm. So He was premature. Yes. Yes. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Bizarro Lois said, which meant she loved it. As a bizarre just tells himself to make himself feel better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so since we, we have like two weeks of news, but really just one because there was not a lot of recent news. Nope. Um, but a shit ton of stuff that we didn't get to talk about last week. Um, the first one being the all they've announced all the comics that are coming out for free comic book day, which is in five months. So why not just let everybody know ahead of time, I guess. You can pre-order these books at your comic book store. So if you have a pull list, your comic book store will pull them for you. Just let everybody know. That Ooh. way you don't have to go deal with the children on free comic book day if you're not a kid person. Tony's a kid person. He's wearing a giant fucked up Care Bear outfit right now. So he'll be there. But for <laughs> the rest of you... <laughs> um, the, the one I wanted to talk to Tony the most about was this Unicron comic book that's coming out. And I thought the preview or the little synopsis written for this comic book was the best synopsis for a comic book. I've, it's Shakespearean, really. But I wanted to get your take on what you think is going to happen with this book. Um, I think... Uh... Or are you excited? They're, 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 they're going to battle Unicron. Are you? I mean, well, right. And do you know who Unicron is? Unicron is like a planet, right? Is he a planet? Did you never fucking watch the no. original movie? I'm a girl. It doesn't matter. <laughs> You're more of a guy. I was watching She-Ra and Care Bears and Strawberry Shortcake when Transformers So was I. <laughs> but, so this is... Um, okay, Unicron is the giant planet... It is um, in depending on which lore you look at, but Primus being well, it is Cybertron, but right. Primus who also could uh, transform uh, as well as uh, Unicron in in some uh, circles of myths. Uh, but right as far as what in the IDW's one so far, they have not really touched on on Unicron. And so it'll be interesting where they're going to bring him up uh, at because 
I have heard that there's going to be, well, mainly looking at a lot of toys, and toys kind of factor into what they're doing with either the movies right. or the comic book series. So I already knew that there was going to be an event with Unicron. I, I, IDW's Transformers have just always been superb. They've right. always been just amazing. So it's going to be interesting how they do it because I don't think that, I mean, they still say Primus created their life. And in some contexts, as I keep saying, legend or myth, but pretty much the same point, uh, they had, they were the creators of all life in the universe. They are like two opposing gods that okay. took robot form and then decided to turn into planets to have their worker bees and then life happened in the rest of the universe with mm. different ore and stuff and that's a little convoluted for what I think they're going to be doing with the comic book series. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to go that I mean they're going to obviously make him though. He's the world killer. Is what yeah. They him. And this is going to Oh, be- and don't take anything that you saw from the last night as if that's Unicron no. because Unicron is not in fucking earth. No. And uh, that well, and this this particular one is going to take place on Rom's homeworld, so they're tying in. Oh well, they've been doing that a right. lot. Oh, I could see them pulling as if Unicron has been in Rom's because Rom comes from the universe that has more of the I forget what they're called, but pretty much the vampire, techno organic mm-hmm. Death Eater people. Yep. Okay. No, I, I mean, I want it to be Transformer centric. Well, it says, so but this, they always so do this all is these the synopsis. Things. I'm not going to read the first couple sentences because you people are going to have to Google it to read it because it's amazing. But it says, The Transformers lock into a desperate bid to save Rom's home world from the world killer. But why There's has... There's an auction? But... What? Desperate the, oh, bid? shut up. But why has Unicron chosen this world on his path to Cybertron and Earth? It's the biggest story in the history of Transformers. Okay, well, that's so... I mean, that's... Obviously, it's for right. comic book day. It's going to be an event, right? A story, right. not told in it. Um, the other one I'm kind of excited about. Um, that's a, one of the golden titles because if you didn't know, there are golden titles which are like the big publishers, and then there's silver comics which are maybe like the anthologies or the lesser known publishers. So the other gold comic, girls, girls, yeah, golden girls comics. <laughs> Oh my god. Why is that not a thing yet? <laughs> People are obsessed with the Golden Girls. Um, there's a, a book coming out from Image called Barrier, which I have read online. Um, it was on one of those websites where you pay what you feel is fit and then you can read the comic. Um, but this is a super long comic book and they're putting out the entire issue which is 53 pages for free on Free Comic Book Day. So you get the whole comic, all 53 pages, on Free Comic Book Day, which I thought was pretty nice. It's a Brian K. Vaughn written, so you know it's going to be good. Free Brian K. Vaughn book. Um, In the Silver Comics, they're doing the history of Tank Girl. Brief history of Tank Girl. So I'm very excited about that one. Other than that, I could care less what's coming out. Oh, did you know that they are going to be filming in March the pilot episode of HBO series of The Watchmen? Uh, they're uh, they're starting. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I did not know that. They're going to start in March, but right. 
I don't really... I'm not excited for this, because the movie. I thought the movie did an adequate job of telling the story. I thought so, too. I, I don't know why there's haters, but then again, there's haters that right. hate the Force. Fuck those Sith. <laughs> yes, I don't... I, I mean, whatever. It's HBO. I'll give it a chance. Um, I just don't know why it's necessary. But, you know... There's no original ideas anymore, I guess. No, there's not. Well, to be honest, there really isn't. Um, Something that sucks, one of my comic book heroes, uh, Jim Starlin, is leaving Marvel Comics. And he's leaving... He's leaving on his own will. He doesn't uh, have anything against Marvel Comics uh, as a whole. Um, But Tom uh, Brevort who has been a longtime editor there, um, they had a big dispute over Thanos, who Jim created. Right. And kind of something that it happened this past week was was uh, Starlin saying how he's done with Marvel, and which caused, like, this is the last uh, time we part ways, or, you know, for the last time, because he's quit them before and then come back. And what it comes down to, he's trying to clarify more uh, in the last couple of days, was what he objected to them. He was upset that they didn't really take any of his thoughts or his storylines for um, any of the tie-ins or movies and, and regular series and everything, which, I, yeah, I could see that, you know, I'm, I'd be a little upset about that. I mean, you're the creator, but then... He, that wasn't even what really uh, put him over the edge. Uh, it was really, partly was, he really wanted to be the writer for the new uh, Thanos ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was then uh, twice given to other writers. And he, he's even saying that that's not even, you know, that's the right to do. But he has a book coming out, um, a graphic uh, novel uh, with uh, Alan Davis, and they've been working for the past year on this, and they have like over 200 pages of script, 100 pages of pencils, and everything. And Tom knew this; he's the editor, mm-hmm. and he pretty much took um, the storyline for that and put it with the ongoing. That's fucked up. That is very fucked up. Like That's super that pisses up. me off. And I even give Jim even more uh, kudos for. With everything that he's talking about, he doesn't want to even say what the similarities are. They're still making theirs. You can pick it up. And I love it. It's called the Infinity Twins, so I'm very curious about that. And I want to know more of his mind and what he wanted to explore with right. Thanos, one of my favorite characters. But he doesn't want to ruin that with then the, the ongoing, which will come out. That Those were, you know, are to be done mm-hmm. quicker. That's just shitty, though. I mean, that's Marvel it's... stealing... Well, and like what... So... I don't know. Why would you take a property that somebody created? I mean, I know it's Marvel owned, but Jim helped create it along with the artist. And why would you take the opportunity to explore that further character away from somebody like that? Like, it's like taking the Phoenix away from, like, which they did from Chris Claremont when they did the Phoenix saga. They edited that heavily. But. Even more so, it's like saying, well, we like your ideas, but we don't want you to write them. 
Well, and here's the thing, though. He is, I mean, he is writing the graphic novel one, but that's a separate thing yeah, and it's than a- ongoing. It's afterwards. Graphic novels get less shelf space. You have to seek those out because you want them, which mm-hmm. people will do because Jim Starlin is awesome. Um, but it's going to be after the fact. So if people read Thanos and then they read his book... They're going to think that... Even though it... He copied them. Exactly. Just because of the way it's released. And, and, and like, even... It was a multitude of things, with that being the biggest one that put them over. But when I was first learning about what was going on, the the point of not being involved within the um, the entertainment side right. is kind of one of the reasons Let's, why Bendis left. Right. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's total bullshit. And I even then that wasn't what 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 Jim no. was super upset about. Like, no. It's, but that's a combination. It's it's what I'm seeing more and more of from Marvel, which I can't fault them because they know what they're doing. But you should still maybe sit them, hear yeah. them out. Well, and that's the argument for creator owned versus these publisher owned properties, right? Image, all the creators own their their own product. They can do whatever they want with them. Even though he cre- helped create Thanos, it's not his to do anything with he can't do anything with it marvel decides what's done with this yep. character and it sucks it just really sucks because if somebody has enough foresight to create a character and give him that fucking amazing story that was given to him like in the late 70s early 80s whenever the infinity gauntlet came out for fucking ever ago um but that was an amazing story it was such a good story it was so well written and that not to have them involved at all in any of the current aspects of it is just, I don't know why people would make that decision. Well, there's a, I mean, I, and I don't know more of the story right now, but uh, what look, looking at, you know, the books ahead of time, like in March, it's looking like Dan Slott is no longer on Spider-Man. What? And he's been there for God, 10 he's years. He's been there for forever. And so it's like he's obviously going to have um, his kind of last hurrah. Mm-hmm. Um, and where he's going to from now, I haven't really much heard because there's also been the big, the latest one, as I said, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Right. Um, he jumped ship. Yes. Well, he hasn't, I mean, he hasn't fully yet. I think it starts at the first of the year right. because he has the last issue of Jessica Jones that he has that he wrote, which will tie up hopefully what he had there um i mean i have enjoyed slot there's been a few things where i i think have been dumb um i really don't like the more recent stuff but i loved superior i was gonna say yes he was behind superior killing (laughs) killing spider-man and doing that was awesome kind of what you're doing now is not and i always kind of do wonder sometimes how much of that is editorial yeah i I just can't, I can't ever fault uh, a writer or an artist for what comes out of Marvel or DC because it's just so heavily decided ahead of time and edited. Well, it's just to make cash. It's yeah. just to, and yes, it, when it comes out of that side, can't fault them. But creator-owned is not always the best either. No, oh, no. Because no. No, they're that... remaking 30 Days of Nights. Why? Why? I yeah. It I came wish... out literally fifteen years ago. Like a whole lifetime has not even gone by yet. Yeah, 
And it's a good fucking book. The only thing that I see of anything of it is to uh, update the design and, and reimagining to, um, you know, to, to for this era or something. Modern times, like... Was w- 15 w- years ago not modern times? Yeah. Am I, like, fucking ancient? Did I not know? <laughs> Was I mean, my, it's, my child was born on the cusp of modern times. Maybe I should reimagine him. Here's the thing. Well, I, I will say this. We are judging before it's made. Yes. However, the announcement is just poor then yes. to say re-imaging. What they should have said is a continuation, like, right. a, a title at another 30 Days and Nights. And if you did, like, a whole nother group, but then I guess, too, you'd still have the, the stain of, like, well, besides blood, but, like, of... A whole town right died, disappeared, and I just don't know why you need to to brand it as a like a a remake. Basically, well, I mean they're saying they're saying so that it will surprise new readers and old readers alike. Well, so will a new. You could just say <laughs> yeah, this a is new a story. new story. Yeah, you don't have to brand it as a remake. They're gonna have the same artists on it, so it's not gonna change and visually. In the same writer, it's right. pretty much the whole group is. So what, like? Fantastic! The whole group's coming back. It's probably going to be good. Getting the gang back together, right? Uh, do you just you don't need to call it a remake <laughs> at all? Not at all. Um, since we last met, Disney has purchased Fox for sure. Deal is done. The deal has been made. And you cannot. I don't change think, the deal. As I said before, I don't think it's a good thing. I think no, ha- I hate monopolies. Yes. You know that they now... Well, here's the big thing, actually. Remember when there was talks about them pulling their shit from Netflix? Yes. Because they're going to do their own streaming. Streaming service. They own 60% of Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. So there's their streaming service. Right. They now own most of that. Right. They can kind of do what they want they're on there. They're still talking about doing their own separate streaming service, too. Which why? If you own Hulu, why? People, yeah, people are getting sick of all these different streaming services. But a big thing is, I, I just don't, I don't want that to happen. No, no media giant should have that much power to be able to influence people, especially when we find out there's a lot of stupid people that think what they're told is automatically true. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's going to be bad. I know a lot of people are excited that Disney's taking over the X-Men. That's the one thing, which is where fanboys then, like, uh, we don't care about freedoms and all these regulations yeah. to prevent this stuff. Marvel's doing the Marvel's, X-Men. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm one of those people too, but I'm real. I, I understand that as much as I I wanted them to get Marvel back, or or the X-Men back, I, if they would have just gotten X-Men back, fine. But they got everything. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, so the, the mainstream X-Men movies are shit. Like, there's good ones here and there. There's... I, w- I'm, I don't know why I You mean good. besides Deadpool and Logan, There's, okay. they're all shit. Right. Well, and it's not even that. So, like, I really enjoyed Legion, right? I thought oh, that, the TV show. Yeah. Okay. I thought that was a really great show. The New, New Mutants. Mutants looks pretty good. Right. So when they go weird with shit, they have done a fucking great job with these movies. And it's, I'm concerned that since Fox was starting to go in this weird direction with the X-Men, that Disney's going to pull it back from that. And if they do, you don't get Deadpool. We already are going to get the next Deadpool movie. But you don't get any more Deadpool movies. You don't get more Legion. You don't... Like, are we going to get a second season of Legion now? That it's owned 
by Disney. Well, I think that's already in production, so I, I fucking think... hope so because that show was great. I have really high expectations for New Mutants, and Logan was a well. Here's the thing. Though, well, here's the big thing too, though. I mean, they already have contracts and shit out there, for, right? So they bought them. They bought the contracts, right. but it just doesn't mean oh, and you all work for us, right? And and automatically hail to the mouse, right? Like, they're still yeah. Still they still have to abide to by the contracts. But I, it, again, everyone's like happy. Fantastic Four is coming back. No, Fantastic Four is not coming back. They don't necessarily have those rights. They have the rights to distribute, but then there's the other company that technically still owns them. Fox had the rights to distribute, promote, and do all those things. They just it's kind of like the Hulk thing where right. Universal has those rights, so that's why. They have to okay everything that the other company does. Yes. Yeah. And and so my my biggest hope is at um when they after next year when they have the Avengers Infinity War two whatever they call it and they're talking at San Diego Comic Con and they're like now let's talk about Phase four and there's a four there and oh, it turns into turns it. into a circle. That would be the best way to Tony's bring gonna them get in. A super mega hard on, on and that day. <laughs> and here's the big thing too, and it's they could still do an after after credit scene of you know, and I think we might have talked about how they could bring mutants into mm-hmm. the world, but you have that that going on. You have an after credit scene in the Phoenix uh, X Men movie that they're making to somehow be like. Where are we and stuff? And they look up and they see something Thanosy or yeah. or something or Shikari, or you have Wanda say more mutants and then or it's just, I don't know. You right. could easily pull them together, especially at the end of the Infinity. Uh, oh my God! You could introduce Magnus to his. I'm doing air quotes. Children, because depends on what part of X-Men you read and whether they're his actual children or, or not. Or you just have it but, a, a different universe that they could cross over. Because yeah. then it would be a little bit weird of who who plays uh, Wanda because oh, there yeah, are two different two. versions. Mm-hmm. She, sh- she shows up and she's like, oh, you're still alive! Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Quicksilver <laughs> died in yeah. one and he's alive in the other. What was interesting, though, is what you're talking about, Boom Studios. Yes, yeah, so Fox... They don't have a majority stake, but they do have a stake in Boom Studios. And when Disney bought... We were all excited about that when they announced it last May, yeah. I think, or so. Yeah, because it, mean, it means they more can, movies. They, yeah. Right. So then when Disney bought Fox, they actually bought the rights to Boom, the stake in Boom Studios, which actually makes me less excited because it's the house of mouse, right? I don't want Marvel taking over... I don't want the same company that's doing Marvel movies to do my Boom Studio stuff because they're two very different companies. I don't need them to look the same or feel the same or any of that stuff. And they may very well, though, then allow the main studio... Because, I mean, when Fox bought part of that, it was them giving money to Influx so right. that they could do stuff. And if it is a small share... Hopefully they just say, hey, we're going to reap the profits. Right. Let's leave them alone to they do something. They could end up selling it, too, you know? Maybe just decide they don't want to be the owners of or have stakes in two different comic books companies. It's a possibility. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And I just, I, I'm hoping, I don't want Boom, 
I don't want Boom to become the next Marvel at all. Zero percent do I want that to happen. So um, it's just something very small, but something to keep an eye on, too, I think, to see what happens with it. Well, it's interesting what Marvel's doing over in their comics division, getting rid of some comics. They're getting rid of, yes, a lot of comics, as they do. Well, you know, it's not a lot. It's five that they've announced so far. Right. Te- possibly ten total, but a bunch of them had... Uh, endings prior to like this announcement like they were limited series so like Jean Grey's ending but I don't think anyone expected her solo series to last forever especially with the Phoenix resurrection coming around yeah well I mean right now we have Generation X Hawkeye Iceman Luke Cage uh, and unbelievable Gwenpool yes the Gwenpool one I'm the most surprised about I am too now they didn't they've it was a gimmick cover Mm -hmm. and then it was a gimmick story Mm mm-hmm and then it turned into a life of its own, and it's been actually pretty awesome as far as new characters go. Um, yeah, it, it, that one is a little surprising, but I'm, I'm a guessing they're going to be announcing some more soon as well right. because they got to clean their plate for the other. Well, they're the doing the stuff. Infinity tie-in comics, now. and you know that, but you have. Some of these that have come out with their new 52 type attitude, like Darkhawk that I said the other day, where hopefully that gets picked up. If you, you know, leave room for, take off some off the board, put some of those other ones up there, and maybe they're they're really making room for Fantastic Four to come back in the comics because... Maybe. I mean, they still don't have the rights, but now they don't have to let Fox... I wonder why comic especially Marvel and DC, don't do an anthology comic every month that has shorts, kind of like your Christmas annual, right? That has short stories from characters like Darkhawk that you want to read about every month, but they don't want to invest the time in doing full stories on. Like, why don't you have a book that's just like Marvel stories <laughs> or DC stories that just have little shorts of characters that you yeah, kind you know, of want to... a Christmas book would have been good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, don't, I mean, it... It is interesting, and I didn't know this, though, when trying to see all the canceled. Like, I first heard Gwenpool, um, and then when I heard Iceman, Cena Grace put that out there on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that sucks, because that's actually been kind of enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Is that X-Men was actually once canceled, which is surprising. And with all the talk in the last couple years of why they're reducing X-Men and everything of... Oh, people would say they'd never cancel X Men. I never looked at those times when we had those fights to be like, well, actually, they did. They once. have, yeah. Mm. And 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 it's interesting. It's how... just that we have so many X Men comic books that you don't ever notice when an X Men book gets canceled. Yeah. Well, not, not only that, but I mean, yeah. Also, back in the day, if yeah. it was only X Men, right? Canceling one book meant they're dead. They're they're no yeah. more. When in fact, uh, they showed up in this book. Yeah. Oh, they they canceled the Uncanny X Men, so I'll just read the same characters in X Men. Oh my god, I gotta remind mine to show you the pages of uh, I think it's last week's uh, All New Wolverine, the Honey Badger. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's a cute, it's a cute name <laughs> for a little <laughs> mini. All right. Um, anyways, that's side topic. <laughs> um, let's get into what, uh, the show's really about, spoilers, and let's talk about Star Wars, oh, shall we? I'm gonna go 
while you do this. We're going to go what? I'm going to go hide while you do this. Why? Because I have not seen Star Wars yet. How have you not seen Star Wars yet? So I live under a rock, all right? It's hard to lift. It's heavy and I'm weak. (laughs) I would just go. Yeah. I even heard people from your work uh, went for a bonding thing. People from my work? Yep. I, I know a bunch of people, a handful of people from your work, and one of my buddies said... They don't work in my... De- okay, I work for a very large company, so um, if they would have invited me, I would have went. Also, if my um, super awesome podcast partner would have invited me, then I probably would have went too, but he didn't feel like it was necessary for the person he does the podcast with to go see Star Wars Because I had him. figured that you already had plans with Josh, and I guess I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. I will start inviting you to everything. You could be my <laughs> premiere night date. Um, no, I'm just kidding. We definitely aren't going to spoil that no, here. We we're going to spoil that on another episode, which may be posting soon or may have already posted because depending on <laughs> what order I decide to right. to oh shit no. doing the intro is going to be interesting now yeah. we'll record two intros depending on how we do this <laughs> um, great we're going to spoil the shit out of it though um, yes the people Toby, that may Toby. or may not be on it are many other podcasters and not we'll Lindsay. just say yes and not Lindsay so with that, then let's uh, let's wrap up this episode. So we have best on tap this week, first of all, which is X Men Grand Design. Oh, are you even you're going to review that a bit? I, right? I don't need to review it. It's a history of the X Men. It's written and drawn by uh, Ed Pisker, who did the Hip Hop Family Tree. So the art style is very similar to this. The cover is like a split down the middle. It's got Scott Summers in center, and it's got half. Him in his normal clothes and half him in his X-Men outfit. Um, on half of it, it has the X-Men team in their normal clothes. And the other half, it has the X-Men team in their classic uh, costumes. And basically, what the, what the grand design is going to be is a history of the X-Men. It's Uatu the Watcher telling the history of the X-Men to the recorder because he says that he's finally gotten to a point where he feels sufficient in telling this story, which is funny to me because in my mind, I'm like, Marvel just says they've retconned the X-Men so much that they couldn't put it down in history until now, (laughs) (laughs) which basically is what that meant to me. So it starts with Professor Xavier uh, as as a child. It starts from his childhood and and where this ends is when the original X-Men team kind of comes together. Um, But the cover is fucking awesome. And if you haven't seen the hip hop family tree... That book is fucking awesome, too. And Ed Pesker's art style is legit. And this comic book is printed on newsprint. Oh, that that's what I want to say. Like, it is, it's it awesome. is straight up old school yep. looking. And I wonder if they will... Um, I hope they stick with that because it just makes it seem like... All of the grand designs are going to be printed this okay, way. Okay, because I was going to say, like, if they, like, slowly... Because it's a four-part series. The next one was whatever they printed paper in the next decade. Yep. And they kind of get up now to the cheap God, glossy. That, that would kind of be awesome, too, though. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, you'd think, why is it all together? But because of those reasons... Right. Either or, I like that. Um, The other thing I thought was that was really cool about this comic book was the... On the back page, the back two, second to the last page, they have the additional reading page. For every single page in this comic book, they give you the characters, their first appearances, and what other comic books you could read to learn more about what happened on that page, which I thought was super cool, because if you haven't read the X-Men from the beginning, you're not going to know where that shit came from. 
So I thought that was. I just can't believe how cheap that is. I would have paid double that. It was five ninety nine. Yeah, it was. I yeah. It's I'm. I love the X Men. I get very excited very easily about most things X Men. Um, but I squealed with delight when I saw that this was on the shelf. So my uh, the guy at my comic book store looked at me like I was crazy, but I don't care. <laughs> All right, uh, Booze in a Book, you also had that. Yes, Booze in a Book this week. So this is from last week, actually, because I was ready to go last <laughs> week, and then we were both sick. Um, so I read Judas Number 1 from Boom Studios. Uh, I'm not going to get into the story, but it is... Such, such a good uh, Christmas story. <laughs> right? Holiday story. It's the story of Judas from the Bible. Um, very interesting take on it. If you are super religious, I would not suggest reading this book, actually, because it is... Uh, definitely from Judas's point of view, it's a little blasphemous. Okay. So, um, but I really wanted to pair this with uh, wine from the winery Mont La Salle, which is America's foremost maker of sacramental wines. Um, but I learned after searching this winery that you can only buy it if you're a church. So I don't want to pair a book with something that you know, we can't just go out to the store and buy. Mm -hmm. So instead, just pair it with something that tastes really good, but if you drink too many of them, fuck you up really hard later. Just like Judas. It's really nice to you in the front and terrible to you in the back. It's like Jesus' <laughs> mullet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that was terrible. <laughs> Alright, well, um, as we had, uh, previously said uh don't know which way we're posting i mean this is going to be posted on christmas day merry christmas this is our gift to you yes Us. but it, whether star wars comes before or after is going to be from now until probably in the next two hours when i decide that <laughs> so with that being said um just remember when santa squeezes his fat ass down that chimney tonight he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house Chevy Chase, Christmas Vacation. That's a great movie. Stay thirsty for Star Wars, maybe, unless that came before. And if it came before, then stay thirsty for more holiday fun. Somehow. I don't know. New Year's is coming. That's holiday, right? <laughs>